Just making sure the passport's in date. Swedish whiskey. Hey, Donald. Hello. How's things? Ah, not too bad. Not too bad. I do have a special sweet, svensk ek, Swedish whiskey to celebrate probably not going to Sweden in whenever we get into Europe. But back at the Europe we go. Happy days. Well, welcome everybody to episode 40 of the Town End podcast. What an introduction. It doesn't get any better than that after uh, after the last few weeks uh, and tonight's match. The knock ran out 2-1 winners against Bohemians. Um, and thankfully, Sligo Rovers bets in Pats 1-0 as well, which guarantees Dundalk European football and guarantees us third place for next year. Uh, Donald, how are you after that first taste? How is the whiskey? Well, that is the first time I've had that. So um, I, I was thinking this is the first time. I don't even remember being on the podcast the last few times because I've been in the pub before I came on. So uh, I thought, oh, I'll be, I'll be much more sober this time. But the old first sip of that one, hmm, the old uh, Spence, Spence-esque might have different um, plans for me tonight. But um, yeah, no. It, look, it's a night of celebration. Um, we've achieved, the, I guess, what we set out to achieve at the start of the season. Uh, did it by winning at home in the last day, which is a great way, or the last home game of the season, which is a great way to do it. All very, very, almost very close to doing it without any heart attacks or uh, having to check blood pressure or any of that stuff. Couldn't quite manage that part, but um, not that you got to feel happy um, with the outcome tonight and the outcome over the whole season now. Yeah, well, thankfully it was only four minutes of almost panic stations and uh, and nearly heart attacks. But yeah, no, I think, look, at, at the end of the day, and we have to highlight it before he comes on because he's going to mention it when he gets on, if he gets on for his first appearance of the season. Um, Stefan McKevitt did call it uh, earlier this year that we would finish in, I think he said second, actually. I don't think he said third, but he said we get Europe. So um, hopefully he said second. We'll have to get Chris uh, to check the archives on that one. But we've we've guaranteed European football, which is great. Um Two good goals tonight as well, which we'll talk about. Um, and I suppose before we do get started, because I think the last few weeks we've just handed out free pizzas for the crack. Um, but if you want to put in your man of the match uh, nominations, you can win a 15-inch pizza from Tony's Pizzeria. Um, just comment in and let us know. Or else, if Frank Carlin just sends in the most comments, Frank, you're going to win it. So um, we might do it like that either, because you're all you're always watching and. Look, at, we're cel- we're celebrating tonight. Everyone gets a free pizza. Everyone doesn't get a free pizza. Let's let me just be clear. Yeah. If anyone sends um, in more comments, yeah, no, look, it was. In. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I think uh, Steph should be joining us a little bit later, and I know Chris is is rushing home, so he should be uh, he should be in after letting us down at the last minute last week. Well, not here. I'm just going to slaughter as many of them as I can, and then. Galley, Galley is on a high ever since uh, the good news that we'll also probably talk about in a little bit about Ryan O'Kane signing um, a new contract at the club. He was so excited he jumped on a plane to celebrate in Thailand for a few days. So um, so we send our best wishes to Galley and hope he's uh, he's eating raw squid or, or something something nasty over there. But uh, anyway, let's get back to tonight's game. You think he would have stayed in Europe like Dundalk, who's going to be playing in Europe next year. But look, get what Galley, Galley does what Galley wants, so... Um, he's not coming on tonight, so we can just roast him as much as we want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, don't want to look at going to the game. Obviously, again, it, it seems like the story of Dundalk's probably last six, seven weeks. It was a game of two halves. Um, let's get straight into the first half. Like, what's your what's your thoughts on it? How you, how you felt it went? Um, I thought the first half was pretty decent. I mean, they seemed. I thought they seemed a bit flat, um, performance wise the two teams for like the first 15, 20 minutes. But um, I think Bose had a couple of, maybe one shot that Shepard saved and then the corner started. Uh, the the night of a thousand corners. They they had a corner every 10 minutes and every single one of them seemed to go to the back post. And every single one of those corners to the back post seemed to be met by a Bohemian player. Um, so that was a, that was the only real cause of worry. I think the whole night when you look back on it, that, Bose might have got a goal from a set piece, which they did, but um, I thought we started all right and we got, like, it's always important to get the first goal 
Um, and obviously we did that with uh, an incredible free kick. Um, I don't know what, like, the, the, I think you had the boys on the commentary on as well. And I know going through some of the stuff on Twitter, that um, I think Dan McDonald was talking about how it might not have been a free kick. Someone shot that kid from the stand. Like, no, that someone was... From Bowles. Like, someone from Yeah, Bowles someone shot him. Yeah. Like, he just, why else are you just, like, plumbing it to the ground like that? Lucky he's all right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so we got the goal. And then it, it was relatively easy until, say, maybe through the second half, we started to kind of lose our way a little bit. But the first half was decent, I thought. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was very good too. I thought we kept the ball well. Um, going forward, we looked dangerous every time. And as you say, you know, I think in all seriousness, looking looking at Twitter and seeing the video from okay, and I actually think he he tripped on the pitch. I don't think it was a dive or anything. I know, um, some of our Bose friends that that listen into the podcast might think differently. And I seen a few tweets from people who, who do listen in that suggested that we there was a bit of cheating going on. But I don't I don't think it was the case with Ryan. I don't think he's that type of player, but. We got a free kick and we scored from it, so and we're in Europe, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. And what a free kick it was from Davy Mack! You know, again, he's come in. He, he's not Pat Hoban. He's not the Davy Mack that he was a couple of years ago. So it's uh, it's very, you know, it's it's great for him, isn't it, to kind of roll back the years and put in a, another important goal. He just he, he's one of them players, isn't he? That when when it matters, he seems to score those important goals uh, for the club. Yeah, that's that's what he's. That's what he's all about. Um, we talked about him. Oh, we uh, talked about him the last or last week, um, and uh, about his contributions to the game and like how important it is, like that he gets chances and you know you, <laughs> he's more than like you're gonna take one of the chances that he gets, you know. But to I don't think anybody was expecting to take the free kick, um, and then for it to be as good a free kick as it was, it was a double surprise. But even just the, to highlight just how they got the free kick, I know um, there's you know questions over whether he was fouled or not, and whether he was or he wasn't. It was the the build up to getting the free kick. I thought was really really good that um, they won the ball in midfield. I think Alfie Lewis won it in midfield and got the ball forward to Kane as quick as possible, and got him into space and got him running at the back four, which then created the um, the assassination attempt from somebody in the stand. But um, anyway, I, like people have heard me waffling on there for a while. I don't think we've heard from Steph in, I don't know how, well, how long. We have, we have, we have in the group chat, but uh, we, haven't <laughs> heard, we haven't heard from uh, the game. But Steph, uh, former Dundalk FC right back, is, is on joining us tonight for his, his first appearance of the season. Um, Steph, how are you, Pat? I just took a mid-season break and then just didn't come back till the second last game, so... <laughs> The, the, the fans wanted me out, so I, I done the right thing and just stepped, yeah. stepped away for a while. In, uh, honor of, in honor of you, pal, I'm drinking one of Steve Austin's uh, beers as well. I love a broken skull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all good, all good after that result. Uh, there was some buzz. Oh, there he is. Evening, gentlemen. Hold on, Chris, uh, we'll come back to you. Okay. <laughs> They're just uh, they're grilling me over my non-appearances, so probably fair, fair cop there. More, more, it's more than fair, yeah. To be fair, uh, yeah, good buzzing over here tonight though, and um, geez, it was a bit hairy at the end, but there was balls going across the box, and then Shepard went for a walk up near the half a line up one stage. Uh, but look, we we got there in the end, and then Sligo done us a favour. I know Pat's a, Pat's a step up there. Very soft, then boys. You've yeah, been saying yeah. it for weeks in the group <laughs> chat, not on the pod, but in look, the group chat, been saying it for weeks. Look, look, the proofs in the text, and then you can go back to episode one where I said we were going to finish third, top three. So look. I think you said second, though. But look, at, we'll we'll not get no, into the semantics. No, I didn't. Look, Chris has the has the video. I'm going to go back through all this now, lads, and, and find out what our predictions were at the first episode of the season. I I, I said look. Look, not to say blow me on trumpet, but I said Rovers would be too strong for everyone. Derry would be a bit experienced. They'd give them a good challenge and push them a long way, but come up second, and I thought we were the third best squad in the league. So there you go. There you good go. night. Good night and God bless. And I'm away. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you back on, Steph. 
seeing as he's not here, what did Gally say? We'd be lucky to get Europe, was it? So Gally, he, he, he said he'd be over the moon if we got top five, and that Derry had won the league after three games or something like that. So he had a Johnny well, Ward start to the season, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, um, there's there's going to be TikTok videos made of his uh, his predictions. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, look, going going off like we're we're talking obviously about Davy Max free kick stuff. What was the, the reaction? The reaction, like looking at it on telly, like it was a great free kick. What was the reaction in the? Yeah, in the I just in the crowd. Yeah, in the crowd, I just turned around to one of the lads and just said, "Bend it like McMillan." It was just <laughs> that was after I texted in, and then Chris saw it, and Chris texted his boss at LOI TV and said, yeah, "Have I got the tweet for you?" Yeah. <laughs> Don't credit uh, Dean with it, but look, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm just a bit heated tonight. Don't worry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, like one of the lads turned around to me, Darren Meehan, and said, "What's he? T- what a goal screamer!" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, I think everyone was a bit surprised. But then when you look at it, like from that side, who who's really been taking them? And like McMillan steps up, and maybe he should have been taking them the last couple of seasons. We might have got a few more goals. Uh, to be fair, Steph, when when the free kick was, you know, when it was awarded, whether it was a free kick or not, um, when it was awarded, he he picked up the ball straight away, put it down, and was like nearly shooing everyone else away, like he had made the decision that he was hitting it and he was going to have a go at this fairly early, like, and no one else was having a crack at it. So yeah. you know, at least it wasn't one of them where you're kind of wondering, oh, will I hit it? Will you hit it? What's going on here? Like, it was very definite. I'm having a crack at this, like. So whether yeah. it's something that they works hard on in training or something like, but it was, you know, the perfect opportunity in the match. And it was just, you know, it was great to see it executed so well, but I kind of liked the defiance of everybody out of the way. This is mine, you know, this is my moment. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah, he pulled a bit of rank there and confident smashed it in the top corner. Happy yeah, days. Yeah, it, was, it was great. And Chris, good camera work on it too, you know, not to... Don't don't want you blowing your own trumpet, so I'll do it for you. you know? But that was a uh, um, okay. Nah, look at, no, you're, but it was, you're bending like McMillan was good. Are you happy now? Chris, Chris, thanks, Paul. <laughs> we can move on with the show now. Um, <laughs> just wait, like it on to runners first touch. <laughs> just just uh, revolute them over that twenty. <laughs> but um, Chris, look, a good night. Um, you do you do the camera up in the gantry, isn't it? You're up with yeah. the lads, so obviously there's good atmosphere up there for what you could see at the game. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't see much at the very start. Um, my poor director back in Birmingham, I was having absolute panic attacks because he couldn't see anything on either camera <laughs> bar a plume of smoke. Um, yeah, not, not the greatest way to start a match, but uh, eventually I seen this little white dot moving around. I figured that could have been the ball or I was following somebody else in the stand. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say um, he was nearly having a heart attack in, in after McMillan's goal because they let off another one then. Was, yeah. They almost got in and scored straight after that and you couldn't see a thing. Yeah, like it, 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 I, I think what must have been just a lot of them at the very, very start because it took ages to clear. But uh, <laughs> it, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad after that. But um, when even at, at the very start, lads, when, when, when I seen the team sheet come out with... Bradley back in, but Huga was still playing as well. I was like, well, where's everyone going to fit here? But I actually thought Bradley had a, had a cracking game. He was obviously more central, a lot more creative than we've seen over the past few weeks as well from him. Um, he seemed to be in the midst of, of everything. So it ended up being a Stevie masterclass in in, in dropping him in. Like Because to be fair to, to Joe Adams, he hasn't put a foot wrong in his past few games. He has played. Um, he's done really, really well. and was probably harsh. That he got dropped. I seen Hooven doing his pre-match workout, and I heard there was a bit of an infection or something as well for him, um, or or some sort of illness. So whether he was fit enough to play, but obviously the sickness had had taken over, and there wasn't a chance he was even going to get on the bench. There, he did, he did look a little kind of out of breath very quickly on that. So, and I'd, I'd say there's probably an element of that, but you would say he'd probably be back for. The Derry match though, there's a very good chance he'll play in that one. But yeah, I was I was a bit surprised. I thought it's either Bradley or Huga plays on that right hand side, but turns out you can get away with both of them in the team, and it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of of, of Runer, you know, let's let's move on to that second goal because that's probably the other big talking point of the first half. And what a first touch! 
you know they were saying that was it McMillan that played it was a little bit under hit the pass in and he took his touch and Steph I'm sure you know from from your time playing a player taking a touch like that he, he, it was almost a perfect touch just to get it away from the defenders and um, give himself that extra yard to to run onto it and I mean he got a bit fortunate that it kind of bounced underneath the goalkeeper to finish but all around like it was just. For me, in the middle of a coaching license, seeing a touch like that, I was like, why can't I work with players like that every time I'm doing a session? But it was class, wasn't it? Yeah, his first touch just took him away from the defender and then he's one-on-one with the keeper. Like, I, I don't know whether the, the defender wasn't expecting it, or, but he just got the first run on him and then he left him for dust and he was just steadying himself. I, to- I thought he was going to take too many touches and run it into the keeper, but he just set himself up nicely just to... The slide of past obviously didn't see the replay back where you said it slid under the keeper or whatever but yeah he was gone there was no catching him once he took that first touch he was he was away yeah, yeah. get out <laughs> that's that was that was exactly that's what his touch looked like yeah. just picked him up and threw him away <laughs> but uh yeah look he's he's done well and even you could see those balls going over the end line he's he's like uh in the full-backs here and all, like, screaming at him. And he was well up for that game. And, look, he, he, he saw, at the start, I was sort of thinking, Do you know, is he, is he, is he going to fit in here? And, I don't know, he sort of embraced it at, at the last couple of weeks, stepping up for the penalty against Strode. And then it was like a man who scored about 20 goals this season, the way he took that goal tonight. So, do, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know, he's probably he's probably gone back after the, after the Derry game, but... You know, another six month loan, you probably wouldn't rule it out either. Yeah, we'll probably talk a little bit more about like the loan players later in the program. But like with Europe on the horizon next year, surely they'd want a bit of a crack at that if they're not going to play in the in the first teams. But um, yeah, no, it was it was great, wasn't it, Chris? It was it was a good. Uh, I say that that touch just for me is that every time I watch it back, it's just this top class, isn't it? Yeah, look, and you know, for me, it's. It's Alfie Lewis's little poke to McMillan. Like he's nearly on the ground, but he just didn't give up. And he just pokes it out to McMillan, who's able, you know, in a bit of space to get his head up. And Runer just makes a lovely run across the defender. So he's receiving the ball, you know, on his left hand side between him and the uh, and the defender. And you know, a good touch brings him into space then and and that's it. It it, it opens up. Do you know? I, I was saying to Adrian Taft that I think the thing about uh, Runer is when he when he arrived in the squad, you could probably see he was missing some match practice. He he was especially at senior football opportunities, and I think the, the more opportunities you have so far, <clears throat> Steph, like you just said, from probably the draw of the match on, he's he's probably looked better and better. He's he's got a bit of confidence. I think when he first came in, I can't remember what the game was, but I remember thinking he, he's a bit. Uh, not not lightweight for the league, but you know, like a couple of lads were going in heavy on tackles, and you could see he kind of backed off a little, probably going, "Gee, what, what am I in here?" You know, mm. not ready for, for a match, was it? It could have been, it could have been, but then you look at him there tonight, Steph. Like I say, and the lads were given, you know, he was running down the wing, and and the opposition players were having to go with him for leaving a foot in here, or he wouldn't give the ball back there. You know, it's a little gamesmanship that he was playing, but you know, he was well up for playing that. And, I think that's the difference when he when he settled in to the squad and, and he got himself up to speed fitness wise. I think we probably see a better player come out of him, in particularly now in these last few games when he's been in the team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look at to kind of move on from that first touch because I just need to get away from because I just thought it was that good. But Donald, um, the likes of the likes of Runer and Alfie Lewis, like you know, when I was on with with Cali before I abruptly left last week, left him in the lurch <laughs> last week. Uh, just to see how he dealt with it. There was more than that. I didn't even have to go with that. I just wanted to let Gally sweat for a few minutes. But uh, like we were talking before you got on the other night about um, how the likes of Alfie Lewis was kind of coming into his own at this stage of the season. And, and we've seen it in the past where players come over from England in the summertime. You know, you don't see the best of them. And we'll probably see the best of Alfie next season. And, you know, Runer is one of those players that was in pre-season mode when he did come over here. So... It's great to see him and Alfie in particular at a time when we are short players that are kind of hitting form at the right time when, when we need that from players, you know. Yeah, and the like the guys are talking on, on the commentary about how, how little football Alfie had played before 
coming into the team. And I mean, I I was talking about him quite a bit the first few games about how good he was. Um, and then like some of the performances haven't been, I'd say, at the level that he wants to be at. Um, he does have a, he does seem to get caught a couple of times in midfield. Like I don't know if it's getting turned and if he gets pressured. He just, I don't know if he's put in like a complete performance yet. But we're getting lots of really really good stuff from him. And um, he's always really really good on the ball. And that thing that, that Chris was saying for the the, um, the the second goal, I thought that's that's the same thing from the first one. That just having the ball at his feet and getting the ball out as quick as possible into you know, uh, the attacking players when there's space available for them, especially on a night when a team are sitting back and uh, <laughs> it's that's gone. Um, Just when the comment came in for him, he's out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I think Pingu might be almost gone as well, but uh, he's just clinging on in there. He's hanging in. Yeah. I bad, just hanging. The, um, the thing of, like, the uh, it might have taken... Um, it might have taken Runa a couple of um, a couple of weeks, maybe mm. even to figure out what the football club was about or what like yeah. what was expected of him. You know, like he might not have been a proper like R when he got here, but he's an honorary R now. Like he's like he's one of he's one, one of us on the pitch. You know, he's one of ones. But um, he's like, it looks like the last couple of weeks he's properly understood it. You know what it takes, and um, like there's a little bit of. The unknown, like when any when someone comes in halfway through the season and they're sent out on loan, especially mm. from the same club that Stephen Bradley came from, I don't think anybody knew what to expect from him. No, because you know if you try and like logic out how somebody's starting the season and immediately turfed out, you're like, I don't know if there's question marks, or whatever. But he's definitely turned. He's changed a lot of opinions, I think, and um, about uh what he was going to do and how he was going to uh, perform. So, like, you're del- delighted for him. And because he is, like, he's a, he's a town in there, right? He's he's our boy. He is. He is. He is Welcome indeed. back, lads. Sorry, yeah, I got shut out for a few minutes there. Um, Steph, you got, you got a comment in praising you and then you dropped off. Fair play. James, <laughs> Jamesy Hand with the wand of a left foot. What a man. His, his young lad, I think his name's Josh, is it, Dean? I think so, yeah. Doing, doing good things with the youth, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. He's gonna progress to the first team soon. Yeah, no pressure, she, no pressure kid. Sinead Toll says we're missing out on some crack in the Lily White Lounge. Little does she know we're having great crack on the town, and even though we probably don't look at it at the minute, but we're all <laughs> loving life here. But uh, no, Sinead needs to get on to them and whoever's behind the bar get us up on the big screen and look, shoot, shoot us in a few. We'll do, we'll do a few questions for near the end of the season. If Thanks we can get if we can get a video of uh if we can get a video or a photograph of the town end on in the Lily White Lounge, we'll send a pizza from Tony's there, a fifteen inch pizza for everybody. Well, just one pizza between everybody. Sorry, we'll get them to cut it in tiny little bits. Uh, and then we can have a small. Oh, video was having palpitations there for a second. <laughs> so we even um, we thought we'd have to pay for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, uh, I suppose we have to talk. Unfortunately, we've talked about all that went well in the uh, in the first half of the game we better go into the second half of it you know where, where things went very Dundalk over the last few weeks didn't it and uh, Chris it was um, it was definitely it was a game of two halves and it was it was one of them where you were kind of you could you could see it coming as the, as the second half progressed that the Bulls were getting more and more into it or we were, we were dropping more and more out of the match weren't we and, uh, yeah. and unfortunately they, they got the reward but thankfully it was near the end of the game we didn't have to hold out too long I, I think it was one of those things again, and we've seen it sometimes, in particular when we make a lot of substitutes, we kind of lose the momentum in the game. And I think that's probably what happened. You know, Wardy was doing the Wardy thing there. He was dancing around maybe four or five players, not letting them touch the ball for a while, and he was enjoying it. But you could see every time they got on the ball, it was with a lot more purpose. They were very direct. You know, they were getting down the wings, getting crosses in. Let's be fair, lads. Just before their goal, Nathan Shepard pulls off another worldy of a save on the line. Like, absolute worldy again from him. There's there's a hell of a highlight reel for that chap this season. Uh, and that was just another one to add to it. Um, because if, you know, they had scored earlier, 
that's you know there's a lot more time on the clock and 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 that would have changed everything you know the, the momentum probably swings their way slightly um but it's it's also nice that we didn't cave because i'm sure in some of those players minds was the past result when you know they did throw it away and sligo, or sligo yeah you know like it's there's there, there's Call it. <laughs> too many of these wonderful <laughs> Waterford, UCD, UCD yeah. you know, there's there, there's been a few of these, so it's just nice to again just 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 to see it out and and yeah. and to get that win. A couple of big, like I said, that big save from from Nathan Shepherd tonight. Uh, he, I, I'm sure. I think I don't let you talk about it before. I think everybody knew what was happening with their corners, you know. And for the love of God, why did we have Dara Leahy on him yeah. every time? I was like, gotta swap that up and put somebody else. In there, mind you, there wasn't a whole lot of height in in our team at the moment, um, as well. So that might have been something to do with it. No, because I, I was wondering too whether it was a height issue or if it was an organization issue. But I think it's probably both because mm. we didn't have we don't have that many that we can spare to like throw out to the back post because like say you put Andy Boyle out there or you put Sam Bone out there, you're taking one of the commanding headers of the ball from the middle of the the penalty area so you don't necessarily want to do that but when they were doing it every single time and it was working every single time it's like, yeah i don't someone they have to figure something out and in fairness to them i like there was a couple of <laughs> in fairness to them there was a couple of corners where it didn't work yeah we did get somebody in the way now they didn't end up scoring from um one of them but and also like the uh the the, the world of a keeper's the worldly of a save yeah. from the goalkeeper came from that exact setup. So exact move again, yeah. I think the thing was that they would pull round to the back straight, you know, on the back post each time, and it's either a recycled ball or it was a header on target, and um, each time. So at times, I think we try to push that player at the back post as far out as we could, so it either, you know, the ball would just trickle back to the keeper, and that would be it. I, th I also think that you could see Andy Boyle and that moving closer to the back post, but it was more to attack the second ball mm. in those moments. But, you know, they, <laughs> it was more often they were getting it on target nearly from that first. So definitely yeah. something to work on. Definitely something to work yeah. on. They, they've, they've obviously spotted that the last couple of weeks or whatever and thought they'd exploit it. And they've probably worked on it like different set mm. pieces and we just some of them we just couldn't cope with so they have a couple of ham and monsters at the back like the boys are big <laughs> lads like and yeah we've lost we've probably lost the best header we had in the in the break and you know when you have a command and someone there commanding who could just goes and attacks a ball and wins it most of the time when you lose that even a lot of like you're, you're sort of looking for somebody else to do it then and when you don't have that in the team then you it's in the back of your head the whole time you're thinking about it, like so yeah i think you know that has been something that, that's kind of been a uh it's, it's been an annoyance for me the last few weeks and i'm sure for everybody else i'm sure for stevie it is you know but the last the last three or four weeks we've conceded from corners you know it, it feels like in every match and then again tonight it felt like, and Donal mentioned it earlier, it's like every time they got a corner, it looked like they could score from it, you know, if they mm -hmm. if they, if they play properly. And eventually we did come undone, you know, we got lucky a couple of times, but defended well a couple of times and then got done with it. But Steph, you, you would know, you know, from, from your experience playing is if you have players that, you know, if you have a little bit of an injury crisis in the club, the first thing that happens is, or the first thing you're told is just make sure we're set up properly. And for that to happen, like, I mean, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago we played Finn Harps? I think it was, wasn't it? It was two yeah. weeks ago we played Finn Harps and their goal came, it was like a carbon copy, you know, where all our players were in the mm -hmm. middle of the box and your man scored at the at the back post. And would that be something like that that's a little bit kind of just irking me tonight because it's happened the last few weeks and it hasn't been fixed, you know, that kind of way. And that would be something I'm sure that you would say in your experience, like if it happens once a week, once try fix it, but if it happens twice, it it, it doesn't happen again, right? Yeah, it's, but it's one of them things where where it happens once and it happens twice, and as soon as you can see the corner, th this negative thoughts go into your head, and you're thinking we're gonna we're gonna concede here. But 
look, they've they've defended it up until up until the last one, but you know we were sort of living on our elves a wee bit at the end. But you you look, you'd like to think that when we have when we get when you get a window that Stevie is going to be supported in that, and you are obviously sending private messages to each other because all that happened. So um, <laughs> this is making fun of me, Steph. It's not to do with you. Uh, that's why he's getting why more I, and more Americanized each week as as he goes here. So that's why well, he pissed off at me. This is the that's the license he's on and and the beer he's drinking there probably. What? But, <laughs> What? Um, but it, but yeah, it's just one of them things where, look, I think you just probably wait until the season ends and it's going to be worked on in, in pre-season. Like every every time we got a corner, you as a, you could feel it, like you could nearly feel the, the tension of the players nearly when you're in the ground that, you know, this is trouble. Every time we could see the corner here, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big chance for them. Whereas if you're someone dominant who's going to win the ball in the air, you're nearly more confident then. You don't even mind conceding a corner because you, you, you're confident in your defenders clearing it. But you get a run of you concede, you concede, you concede. And no matter how much you're walking it on the training ground, if a big lad comes in from centre-half who's dominant in the air and, and wins the ball and, and they're set up to do that and attack it, it's hard, it's hard to defend it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been, as I say, it's just been disappointing the last few weeks because it just seems to be the trend. Yeah, yeah, it seems yeah, to be what's, exactly. what's kind of been been doing us in the last few weeks, and it's in theory it's an easy thing to fix, isn't it? You know, you know, and I'm only saying that as a coach. Me, easy for him to say as a coach. Yeah, himself. I think is how he's going to finish that sentence. He had he had a Ted Lasso moment there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's coming back. Um, do you know? Do you know who did impress me tonight, lads? Was Sam Bone? Ash thought Sam Bone had a really, really good game tonight. He he was very physical in their face, and I think, you know, we were probably wondering where he fits in the team at times. Do we play him? You know, look, he's played centre back. He's played right back. He's played in that little holding role in, in front of the back four, which is probably his his. Um, Sean, you're already already agreeing with me on that point. Um, you know, I, I I think because he had um, such a good game tonight, it probably helped Bradley forward her up because he knew there's a bit of a stopgap before you can get to our back floor. And, and and I know probably the same then with Alfie Lewis as well. You know, he, he rather than Alfie thinking that he needs to do everything right in front of the back four, kind of. A little bit of a buffer back there. <laughs> Welcome back, Dean. Okay. Um, for it, but I, I thought he had a really, really good game tonight. Really, really good. It, I think that that position suits him. Like, yeah, he he played. He was good at right back, and he was good at centre back. I think. I don't know. Maybe a different centre back partnership might suit him better. I'm not sure, but the playing in that in that holding role just kind of frees him up a little bit. He can still do the defensive work that he's good at, but he can also just it's like filling in gaps where gaps are opening up midfield, which is yeah. obviously what that role uh, requires. But he's like he's pretty decent on the ball as well. Like he's we've seen him score, and mm -hmm. and I, he was on a was he on a hot stick of scoring? That wasn't scoring goals, but having like one he was having these long range shots over and over, like, over yeah. Game. yeah, 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 yeah. So like he he has got like he has got the talent to take the ball and and, and move it forward. So it, it's. I think it's the, the spot that suits him. But then the problem, again, which we kind of ran into at the beginning of the season with him, is that if everybody's fit, I don't think he's playing mm. in that spot. And then the way we were set up at the start of the season, he obviously wasn't going to be one of the two first-choice centre-backs or full-backs. So he's kind of like, right, well, it's working out for him now, but I don't know if anybody thinks he's going to be there long-term when everybody's back. So... It's it's handy to have somebody like that, and and in in his not in his defence, but that uh, Chris Shields was like that for a good while as well, where you didn't think he was going to be in the team every week, and he'd fill in here and fill in there, and then just got you know got on a roll and got comfortable and got confident in the position that he was in. So maybe he has that in his future. Maybe he is the one that's going to be playing the holding role uh, mm. next season. But he's definitely. He's done. He's definitely done a job like the last couple of weeks. 
um, when we really, really needed it because there was no one else left. Yeah, I, I was saying to a couple of lads, he, he was like Robocop. Not 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 how he was running around. Fast. Just his his build, like he's he's a his chest is massive. Yeah. He's he's far bigger than anybody else on the pitch out there tonight. Like as in physique wise, and like boys are bouncing off him and that. And look, if he just does the simple thing, some sometimes when he was playing centre half, he, he tried to play the clever ball and and he got caught out a couple of times. So, like Donald said, the whole midfield, even if he does give a loose one away. It doesn't directly lead to a goal. Like there's still another line of defence. Yeah, you have it. Like so, yeah. I thought like he's he's big and strong, and he's he's dominant in there, and he he can, he can play a ball. Like just like when he was in centre half, he got caught out a few times. So mm. I I I definitely have him more as a holding midfielder than a than a centre back. Yeah, he's really good at. Sorry, Chris. He says he's really good at getting getting to a player really really quickly. Which, yeah, when he's playing centre back, if he gets caught like that, which he did a couple of times, and yeah. even a full back early in the season, if he does that and gets caught high up the pitch, there's a like a mountainous space behind him. And I think this security thing of him just not being the last man, but having a little bit of license to go and actually challenge whoever like the number 10 is on the other team, I think that's a, a real plus for him being in there. But it's yeah, it just goes to that what Steph was saying, he does have a bit of a buffer and doesn't get. He's not the last yeah. one when he's and, in there. And as well as that, like Alfie Lewis is clever where he sort of pivots into that position. And you'll see if a, if he goes to close, some someone knocks a bass bone. How many times have you seen Alfie Lewis just poke, poke it away from somebody? Hmm. Like it's it's happened a couple of times tonight, and you're just like it's sort of not a perfect matchup in there, but they seem to work well. Like they're not uh Donald said. You wouldn't just say Bones number one standout choice like on the team sheet, but look, it's it's been working. It's been working in there. I, w- I wouldn't say they've been too weak in there, considering the players like we've lost Doyle and Sloggett. Williams even at the start of the season played every game when he was a- when he was available and with us. So like, it's changed so much in there. It's Wardy was in for a while as well, so it's it's so much change in there. Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pingo, like Steph just said, it, at the start of the year, it was probably Dan Williams' place. And we were happy with him kind of playing there. The injury ruined that kind of um, opportunity for him. Then we had, um, you know, Doyle in there. That was looking really, really good. Unfortunate injury again. Then we just seemed to be rotating around this this holding midfielder role. But like Steph said, it was, a you know, he was Robocop tonight. Dead or alive, he's coming with you. And that was just it, you know. <laughs> You know, but that's you know, it's that sort of a performance that we needed from someone tonight. And you know, he, he really stepped up. There's a couple of mentions already for, for man of the match, you know, for himself tonight. Yeah, no, he, he done very well in there tonight. You know, it's been difficult that uh it's been difficult this season. Uh but for him, it's been good that he's played a couple of positions. You know, he, he's been able to step in at right back, centre back, um, defensive mid. I was saying the Donald off air, probably the, the, the biggest thing for me just is when Steph was mentioned that he has that pace that he can go up, go and you know, go to the ball. We've probably lacked that Paul Doyle or Greg Slogger in there, you know, that can that can kind of just drift into that. But as Steph says, um, Alfie Lewis was it done an all right job of that tonight. Um, but for me. I, I thought he done very well tonight, you know, and, and we've probably criticised him a lot. So, um, so yeah, I'm happy enough with how he done. Yeah, I think it's it's still all kicking off clearly in the Lily White tonight. Yeah. Um, I think most of the second half, most of the songs coming from the shed were aimed at Lewis McCarry and trying to coax him to to stay it on. Uh, Donald, we've seen him also used as a as a you know multiple positions this season um right wing we thought he was kind of embedded in there but for the past few while we've seen him play it's a centre-back partnership with um with Doyler like what what's the chances I suppose like does the chant make it any easier I think we talked about this when when the discussions about him staying for the second half of the season were coming around that I was saying about how the the summer season hurts us when it comes to getting players to stay yeah, well, I think it helps us 
at this stage of the season because he's going to be going back to like the second half of a season that's already uh, underway, you know? So yeah, exactly. We can tell him like you'll you'll be playing right back or you'll be playing centre back depending on on who comes in, and then you'll be playing in Europe. So, but he was originally originally his position was a centre back. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's Stoke, he, yeah. He, he came here as a centre back, I think, and then he like playing left back must have been like being on the moon in the beginning. But uh, he's I'm getting the pipes now because the, the chat's happening and I can't see what's happening. But no, he's <laughs> um, he's I don't like. What you have to ask, like what what his uh, ambition is? Does he want to just go home and try and make mm. it back at his at his club? Like, but I don't think anybody would. Uh, you wouldn't find it, like there hasn't been a bad word about him all season. Like he's been no. he's been so solid and and has come up with like really really important uh, assists and he's he's uh, improved the defense since he's gone to centre back. So like. I like we'd all have him back, so like we're all behind the the shed singing those songs. I just it's it's a strange one to go back to a club halfway through the season, the same way as it was strange to have to make a decision halfway through our season about whether he was going to stay or not. So yeah, but he's already said it's it's the last time, you know. Like I I from from what he said, I don't think there's any didn't seem like there was much um, doubt. Maybe he's just. Maybe, maybe he's just actually it's the last maybe, game yeah maybe he's just setting it up to come out with the the meme i'm not fucking leaving <laughs> <laughs> Wolf for wall street Wolf for wall street he needs yeah. to, uh, so like steph but we've seen him you know he was dropped at one stage this year but we never heard anything bad from him you know we he seemed to just kind of get on with that decision that you know skip had made got the head down and then an opportunity came in a centre back par- par- uh, partnership with uh, with Boiler, and you know he he seemed to jump at his opportunity to get to get in there, and and, and he seemed pretty settled in the past few games. Yeah, look, he, he looks like he, he's only a young kid, but obviously having the granddad there is is being a professional footballer at the top level. He he obviously ha- has the professionalism himself. Like he doesn't, there was no. Uh, so he's thrown out of the pram or anything like that, and I think he got man the match tonight. Did I hear that right? Yeah, I think that Sam Bowen's running away with it with us. Yeah, that might have been a little bit of uh, let's whip up the crowd a little bit more and get everybody singing the song <laughs> yeah. even louder. I think this, think this, the shed voted for that one, but um, he made he made a tackle in the second half. It was probably about five minutes before it was announced that he was man the match, and it probably swung it in his favor. I was, I actually thought. I don't want to give any spoilers away from me big uh, man the match prediction but I thought Andy Boyle was brilliant and look I haven't been his uh, I wouldn't say his biggest fan but I've been a bit critical of him in the past but I thought he was brilliant he got it he was he blocked everything even a couple of times I thought Twardak was getting away from him and he and he closed the space down instead of closing the man and the ball and he could, that's what he seemed to be doing the last few while and getting caught out for pace but the amount of times he put in blocks or clearances, headed balls, just played the simple one. I thought I thought Andy Boyle was was brilliant. Um, but going back to Macari, uh, yeah, look, he's another one who's been a bit versatile. He's played yeah. right full and he's brilliant. And and the assist that sticks out in my head, I know he's he got a couple this season. And the assist for um, John Martin's goal against Shells near the end. Yeah, and um, what we won two one in the first home game against Shells, I thought was top class. Like, and you know, the different things like that. Getting his first goal against Hobbs, I'd say he's probably thinking in the back of his head, you know what? I'd love another six months, even to experience what Europe's Europe. going to be like. Because look, mm. he's going to go go back to Stoke, and he's going to have to fight to try and get into a squad there. I know he has the the senior experience now of playing in this league, but look if if anything can be done where he can just stay another another season with us and it might st- stand him an even better stead another season behind them European football hopefully do you know what I mean make it happen just make it yeah. happen and look he's, <laughs> he's, he's definitely one we want to keep all of anyway Pingu is, is a bit like well he's gone 
<laughs> didn't like where that question was going. No, I didn't even get to ask what I said. Bingo, come. Um, yes, comes back instead of him. I don't think it will. Yeah, he's gone again. Don't know. I'll go he, to you. I'll go to you with it. And um, like, unfortunately, a little like Sam Bone, does that utility player kind of, you know, is it is it a crutch that probably that you can beat him with slightly that he he isn't. Oh, he's back. Hang on, hang on. Do you want this question now, or are you going to hang around? It's up to you. You're nice and with that here. If, uh, if you want to ask me this question, I can go off again. <laughs> Come on. Well, look, I started asking Donald, but I'll ask you now that you're back. Donald, relax. I have nothing for it. Good. Acknowledge me. <laughs> we'll find it. I'm back. He's, he's looking for his A-license hat. <laughs> <laughs> to answer this question, we didn't know you were doing it there after the hundred time you mentioned it. The, the tribal chief is back. Come on, ask me. You know, we've seen we've seen a lot of players that Skip has brought in. Kind of utility players can play multiple positions. Is that come to the detriment of McCarry sometimes? That we brought him in as a centre back, he ended up playing right back and doing really well there. And then when we needed him, we moved him back in the centre half. So what's his best position? Where do Dundalk need him for? I, no, I, I don't think it's been to the detriment. What a question, that I'm done. Yeah, that is a good question, Chris. Um, in fairness, but don't get too well, carried away. Well, there's the still better questions out there, but um, no, I, I don't think it's been to the detriment of him. I think the detriment for him has been that John Mountney's got fit again. Mm. You know, and and John Mountney's obviously probably getting a, a decent wage. He's probably one of the higher earners in the squad, and Skip has to justify that by getting him on the pitch because McCarry done absolutely nothing wrong to get dropped in the first place, you know, and, and he's one of them players that probably just because he's a young lad, nobody kind of batted an eyelid when, when Mountney went in. Everyone was just glad to see John go in there, but I, I don't think it's any any coincidence that our form dipped in around that time that McCarry has been out, and I'm not just saying this because, I'm not just saying this because I said he should go back in there and I question it, but I am saying it because of that, just primarily for that reason, but um, he's come back in the last three games and we've got the results that we needed and it's not all down to him but he's been good the last couple of weeks hasn't he and Steph's saying oh yeah. here and then and then five minutes ago Steph was saying he was calling for McCarry to be back in the team as well so I don't know what he's at over there but, <laughs> you, um, you, you were saying to me in the private chat that time that uh, Mertney only got back in because he was uh, Stevie's best mate wasn't it <laughs> no that was you mate but uh but no, I, 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 I don't, Chris, to answer your question, I don't, I don't think it's because of, of his versatility and, and willingness to play anywhere. I think it is because he was you know, John, John was finally fit, fit enough and it was at his... <laughs> and because he made, made it with Stevie. But uh, no, I think it's... Um, I think it's look at, if we just look at it, the last couple of weeks, it's great that he's been back in and, and he's been a big part. You know, after that wonder goal against Finn Harps, it's great that he's been crucial in our, in our uh, closing out that third spot, isn't it? Steph, what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that, Stefan? I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been a vital cog in the in the system to get us into total. Yeah. No, look, he's performed well all season. I think it's no coincidence that everyone wants him to stay that he's he's done that well. He he's fitted in well and he's he's like a lad that grew up on Cabrassa Street. He's like one of our own there. <laughs> He's another honorary. <laughs> Speaking of, of one of our own, you know, great news early this week, um, Donald, that Ryan O'Kane signed a two-year um, extension on his contract. So I suppose that's him nailed down now. Um, should potential suitors um, be swimming around looking for him, that we will get some sort of a financial reward for it should he move on. Um, probably not his 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 greatest uh, night tonight, but we'll definitely forgive him that for his performances of late too. But you know, just to be, have an opportunity to tie him down, you know, for the club to be thinking that way is, you know, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, look, that's the the, the thing that we were crying out for in the last uh, few years up until say this season. This is the first opportunity we've had that we have an asset, like we have a player that we know is going to be worth whatever to a certain club um and we're putting ourselves in the best position to uh make money off and sounds horrible but you know to make sure that he doesn't just walk out the door for free but i think like, we, i one of the things i kind of half remember talking about last week was about how important he was but yeah. um that even tonight when he didn't have his best game he still put in a couple of like brilliant crosses in the first half yeah 
and still almost created goals, even on a night when he's not really in the game very much, which is going to be something that he'll have to work on next season because everyone's going to know him next season and everyone's going to know, you know, fullback is going to know this is what he does, this is what he does. And, you know, there'll be a, a midfielder getting over there to cover and stuff like that. So that's going to be what he's going to have to, to learn how to do, to do a lot with uh, with a little, you know, like he won't yeah. have the ball of, or, or won't have the space, you'd imagine, that he that he enjoyed for a good few games this season. But he's um, he's improving every game, like even just like putting in left foot crosses when he wasn't able to, it didn't seem like he was able to do it before. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a great thing to have him tied down. You obviously want him to stay for, for forever, but the reality of the situation is at least we have something in place now that if he does go, we're in a decent position, hopefully, to be able to command it, defeat it, and um, make sense for everybody. Um, instead, and like we don't know if like there's release clauses or any of that kind of crap, but at least something will be coming our way, regardless. Um, and it's he hits in it's it's when he goes in the summer but yeah it you know it's it'll be a big ask i'd say to keep him because there's no way people haven't noticed how good he is yeah look steph i think you could probably see it even tonight at the game there was a few times he was doubled up on um with the with the bulls defense when when he got into space they were, they were trying to get numbers around him and, and get numbers in there quickly and that's probably a mark of respect to the to the to himself as well that they're, that's how clubs are starting to think this is maybe we have to deal with Ryan O'Kane and how do you do that? Do you overload him with, with, with extra players? But, you know, that's great to see for himself. This was what only his 14th game when you think about it involved in, he took an opportunity when, when it presented to him and, and he grasped it with two hands and it's brilliant to see because we've, we've been all crying for opportunities for young local talent at the club and it just seems that you know ryan's here and and has really grasped his opportunity or not <laughs> I, Steph, uh, you, I, don't know, I don't know what you said to him but he is super pissed at you <laughs> <laughs> he's a finger no my uh, <laughs> my wife i had a danny moment there and uh that was a great was, question i couldn't hear your question but um, yeah, look, there was big on the want. ground tonight that, uh, yeah, it was a drag that we but but um, there was big talk around the ground tonight that QPR were there looking at him, so um, I, don't, I don't know how true that is, but look, I'm sure there is going to be people looking at him. It's good that we have tied him down because yeah. we'll get, we'll get, I don't know if we'll get, we'll get, we, he won't just walk out the door for free, no. but like... You know, reward him with a contract. He's obviously going to get more money, which he's going to be happy about. And then, look, if there is people looking at him, they're going to have to pay to get him out of there. So, uh, yeah, and if doubled up on him, the, you could see they were backing off. Whenever he got in the ball, it looked like something was going to happen. He was he's exciting. As always, he cut, cut back in. And like his grand was saying a couple of months back, the father must have had the uh, stone tied to his foot again because he was, he was crossing with the left foot. Uh, trend in the back garden so yeah look he's he's a super exciting player and every time he gets the ball you think something's going to happen and like even 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 the Arsenal tough was trying to take him out tonight <laughs> can we take a minute before we move on to acknowledge his agent and congratulate Gally on uh on, on the deal as well he's he spent he spent his agency fee to go on a trip to Thailand instead of coming on the podcast tonight so uh just congrats to Gally on the deal too just on the deal itself you know for the club to, to start tying down um players like like ryan would hopefully has a massive future ahead of him it's just great to see isn't it oh it is it's, it's brilliant you'd hope you know the likes of nathan shepherd and that you know would be the next that will follow suit but getting ryan tied down was it a two-year deal is it a two-year deal two, yeah thought? so Look at as, as the two lads have said, we're definitely going to get money out of that, and hopefully Gally will take us on a trip down when he gets that fee. But uh, it's it's great to see, and it's great to see you know 
Ryan putting in the performances. I know you said that it, it wasn't probably his best night in Hurley. That wasn't his best night in the first half, like especially yeah. those first few minutes. Is I wouldn't, you know, seeing him on a bad night's not all that bad either, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's it's great to see him evolve and, and he's taken his chance the last uh, the last maybe eight, seven, eight weeks at the club. So long may that continue. And again, for the likes of him, it, it could be the, the tail end of next summer when he makes the move because I'm sure he's got ambitions to play in Europe next year, and it, mm-hmm. it'll make it even more attractive, um, attractive, attractive acquisition for a club, whether that be in England or forward or abroad, if he has some European experience under his belt. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, it was great news from it. Well, it's back to, to news from ourselves here, and um, we might as well start thinking about our man of the match competition. And Steph, we'll come to yourself first. So if anyone else wants to get their comments in quickly here and see if they agree with us, Steph. Yeah, it looks like I, I'm at my own here, but uh, I thought Andy Boyle was man of the match for me. I thought, you already mentioned, he's, he's put in a few good blocks and he sort of read situations better than he has in the last couple of weeks. Um, he was re- he was sort of reading, reading where the ball was going to go instead of trying to follow and chase a man where he's probably lost that couple of yards of pace. Um, he made some vital blocks. He played the ball well, and it was a bit of a captain's performance by leading by example sort of thing, in my opinion. So, look, there was a few few that stood out as well. I think McCarry done well. Um, like you saw, you all mentioned Bone, but yeah, I thought I thought Boyle was a few levels above them tonight. So, yeah, Boyle for me. Thank you. I'm going to give it to Runner just for that first touch. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying on the matter. <laughs> Lost by the first touch. Yeah. Donald. Oh, sorry. Don't make you go uh, everybody here. Those, all, those... all I can think about now is that first touch. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I would have agreed with the, um, the man of the match that was given in the ground. I would have said Lewis McCarry would, would have been man of the match. Um, Tonight, um, I mean, Sam Bone was good. Darley, he is has been performing really well at left back, and it doesn't feel like we've mentioned it at all. Um, I know again, I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm not 100% of anything that I said. But I think I mentioned that Darley he last week was good, but no, I, I'll um, I'll I'm gonna put it all on Chris and I'm gonna pick Lewis McCarry for uh, man of the match. So uh, you can either turn a wild card boy, or boy. <laughs> oh, you can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I had already kind of mentioned earlier on that I was impressed with Sam Bone tonight would mean four completely different choices tonight. Um, and there's probably a mix of uh, Sam Bone Lewis McCarry, Steph McKevitt, you know, everyone's getting a mention tonight <laughs> on them all. <laughs> um, but I think, lads, just, you know, from putting in the effort all through the season and and all the comments um, throughout the season and everything else, I think it's probably only right that eventually it had to land on Frank Carolyn to finally give him back a pizza um, I can't remember. I think we might have given one last year. I don't think he's got any this year. I think so. We might have given one last week. <laughs> you wouldn't need to be on now. No, but we'll, we'll give him one anyway. You, you, you dodged anyway. off before I got to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll look. I think we'll we'll give it to Frank tonight. Um, and I don't know if you have mentioned it, just uh, that Frank had message in there already just to say that there is a supporters' awards night um, in the Lily White on Monday, uh, November the 7th at 7 30 p.m so an email will probably go out to all 1903 members on that where they will be voting for the supporters player of the year and supporters young player of the year probably have a good idea who that award might just go to in particular the young pair um, and yeah. yes he might get the, he might get the player Runar, for, for, touch for best touch of the season uh, and yeah. he had me at first touch <laughs> Um, as always, you can still join the 1903 and Frank and the team will be there on the night and you can join on that night. So he did, he did also offer, Chris, that, uh, in one of the comments that if we want to do a live podcast from 
that supporters night we can so it's up to you Chris if you want I'd not be there but uh, if you want to just uh, live stream it maybe for them there's no pressure I've got, yeah. a, I've got a week I to organise that I think you absolutely should <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see Frank give you, give you some wait I'm, I'm, I'm working on the Sunday before that's the last game of the season am I right the right. night before yeah oh great <laughs> so yeah no problem excellent if Gary's back he, he can hold the camera there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> definitely give the room for the best topic. There we go. There should be the runner runner topping just just maybe for his touch tonight. Yeah. We love to uh get on to uh Vicenzo for that one, Steph. Yeah, hundred percent. He's on. Yeah. There, there, anyone for the runner topping? Uh, that's that's the new one. <laughs> Look, lads, I suppose now that European football is secure, at the start of the season, I think we probably all, in particular Steph, said that we do this. But, like, there was times on this slide where we didn't maybe think this was going to happen. There was a time where we thought we were going to win the league. There were, you know, we had uh, nearly an unbeaten run at home for a full season. It's, you know... It's We've had an injury list longer than some people's first team. It's, it's, it's gone on and on this season. It's, it's really been a real whirlwind, but compared to last year, you know, it's a whirlwind in the right direction. What do you think, Steph? Yeah, look, we said at the start of the season we were probably going to be a bit inconsistent with the sort of team we'd, we'd put together and brand new team, new manager. Been a bit of a roller coaster or there was the ups and downs winning games in a row and then going through bad patches but look we've done it with a game to spare i don't think anybody thought that even going back to two three weeks ago people was was probably hoping Derry had win a cup for us to finish fourth and and qualify for europe but i think we all are going to be shells fans now for the cup final yeah and, uh, that and kelleher can shove it up his hole <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh hopefully there's a bit of a live stream on him when the cup finals are on and Charles win Luke Bourne left the trophy me old pal big <laughs> uh, just uh, just on the season as a whole yeah no look at I think I said a few weeks ago it's been enjoyable um, even when it's been stressful and it's it's probably not the ending of the season that we wanted, but we got the result that we all hoped for at the at the beginning, you know. Um during that time, I think when it came up to the Rovers game, when we were in contention, we were only what three or four points off top at that stage, or it might even be two points. We might have went top if we won that match. And it was it was the hope that killed you. We were kind of hoping like we were back and then we fell that we fell back to air with a bang, I think, after that, because I think our, our run just went very bad and you had a lot of players injured and I, I suppose probably one of the biggest things for me is uh, and I and I've messaged well I haven't messaged him to apologize, but I've messaged him. He hasn't messaged me back, but Pat Hoogan, all I hope all is forgiven. I think you've been I think you've been great. When it comes to next week we pick our player of the season at you, Pat, because we've fallen apart since you since you've got injured. So um you know, but I think I think overall it's been great. And I think the end of the season, I said a couple of weeks ago, this is exciting it was exciting the last few weeks because there was something to play for. It's only Europe. We'd rather be playing for for trophies. But look at last year. We were playing to stay up. Um, we wanted a bit of a bit of just kind of normality um, in comparison to last year. I don't know how normal this season was, but uh, or the last few weeks were. But it's great to be great to be back. Great to be looking forward to Europe again next season. Donal. Yeah. Look, it's the end result is that we're we've got pretty much what we wanted. You know, I think the the strange feeling is that there's been a good, it feels like there's been a good few disappointments the last couple of months. Like I know that, I think particularly that stretch where losing to UCD and losing to Waterford, I think were the two like that really, really, really hurt. Um, because I think we were, if you had said to us, like we finished third and we'd be in a cup semi-final or a final, I think that would have been probably reaching a little bit too far of like we wouldn't we couldn't have expected all that but we were that close to being in those positions and um, and it, like it, it almost feels like the season's kind of gone backwards or like it's flipped the wrong way around that we thought 
there would be growing pains and settling in and it'd be tough in the start of the season and they might get things together and get rolling and then, you know, figure things out as they went. But it just sort of seemed to go the opposite way where we were better at the start of the season and in the middle of the season we were like on a uh, on a great run of form and then it just kind of fell away from us. But you can't really um can't really tell the story of the season without as Pinky was saying, the player of the year not playing for half the season. You know, like the importance of that player not being there and also who we assumed was going to be the focal point of our midfield has been injured and been on the bench and been a bit power player for half the season. And uh, we lost some other chap from up the road. Uh, to another team. There. He called him the clonus Cafu, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but look, he's good. He, he'll have himself a um, an FAI Cup losers medal in a couple of weeks, so it's probably all worth it. And also, yeah, never fall in love with their own players. Now, what to say? If they lose, and now look, I'm just going to speak this into existence. If Rovers win, if our good friends Dan Cleary, Sean Hoare, Sean Gannon, Richard Tell still can't, I still can't give them the anyway. If they all do us a favor and beat Derry, we're going up to Derry on the last day, and we could finish ahead of them on goal difference. I think if we beat them, and they're going to yeah. rest players. For the cup final that they're going to lose, so I think this, if, this might if have a nice ending. I think there's four in, in the difference at the minute, is there? Or is there a slightly more? <laughs> is it four or six? Maybe it might no, be six. Yeah, if, Rover, six if, tonight, if, though, if Rovers beat them two 0 and then I think if we beat them two 0 we jump oh, ahead. I'm on the dodgy computer now. I probably won't let me even yeah. open up another window to bring up the table Three tonight. Points. Three points and four goals. Four goals, I was right. Thank you. Yeah. So three points, four goals. You went to four points a second ago. No, 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 no. No, I didn't. All right. Well, look, yeah. Three points. Put that whiskey down. I said I said, if, if Rovers beat them 2 another and we beat them 2 another we finish ahead of them. That, that is eventually what you said. Well, on this joy, joyous note, lads, we're going to be wrapping this up fairly quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling around the old gaff, and they're getting that. Don't you dare insult me like that. Yeah. I, I, I think I said, so like four goals or six goals. Six pack, and you're going to sit down and drink them till you sort your problems out, all right? Six pack of Jamison. <laughs> it's the Paul Gaff going way of sorting stuff. KFC, I'll stop off the KFC in the way as well. Anyway, anyway, the point is, we might still have two runners up medals. Yeah, yeah. Mark Conley. Best yeah. of luck to you. Yeah, Three and a half grand a week still, <laughs> After after my joyous announcement for um for Frank Carlin, that's now been moved from the seventh. So um get 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 that pizza off him as well. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself some Swedish uh, whiskey. It, it really does the trick. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, look, well, on a night we secured European football um, for another season and we're safely secure in that third place. Lads, who wants to end this tonight? No Steph. passport, no party. 